Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These experiences teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. This is Josh Goldsmith. Wow, Josh, man, we got a great show today, man. We... <laughs> Man, I'm excited about this because we're going to talk about, you know, what I call if is hope and faith. And we got some great guests that's going to uh, help us uh, navigate through that and, and, and get a better understanding of what hope and faith is. So what what have you been doing today, Josh? Oh, you know, following the markets, uh, trade, doing some trades for some clients, uh, in and out, uh, different things, but m- mainly looking for good, solid investments. Um, and man, we've been busy. Uh, they, they sent us on our cell phone today. They sent us, a uh, here in California, a, a um, alert for, it's like, stay inside, stay inside, you know, <laughs> it can drive people a little nutty. So I'm glad to have a break here and, and do a show with you, JC. How about you? What have you been up Man, to? I just, uh, been, uh, I'm in Texas and in, in, in Texas studio right now and uh, just uh, hanging out, spending time with the family. And I'm very interested in uh, talking about these topics because uh, I believe that uh, uh, we all need a little hope and we all got to maintain faith in order to, uh, uh, you know, be able to survive and, you know, cope with things that are going on right now. Uh, we got two great guests. You want to tell them a little bit about the guests, uh, Josh? Just uh, yeah, one yeah. Uh, you know, um, we have um, we have a, one of my favorite people in the world uh, is a, a Rabbi Abrams. Uh, he was he was born and raised in San Diego, and uh, was inspired to follow the religious path of education by Temecula Rabbi Yitzi Hurwitz. Uh, after marrying and settling down in New York, uh, Rabbi Hurwitz was diagnosed with ALS and uh, requested Rabbi Abrams and his family to be their hands and feet in Temecula. Uh, Rabbi Abrams currently directs Chabad of Temecula with his wife, Natanya, and his six children. Six children. (laughs) And we also got Eric Eric Combs, uh, who's going to be here, and we're going to get to him later. But, you know, I want to start this off by, you know, uh, telling a little bit of what I I think about uh, what hope and what faith is. So, uh, you know, so... Now, it's uh, just like I mentioned, we all have to have uh, hope and faith. And uh, this is coming from the heart. And I call this show Hope and Faith for, for 2021. You know, so, uh, yeah, this is going to be our first show in 2021. And we just want to bring it in. And this yeah. is what I believe hope and faith is. I believe that all of us have hope and faith. I believe hope is the light that shines in all of us. Hope is the key uh, to our survival. Hope is the key and the glue that uh, brings together both belief and faith. So I tell you, man, um, I believe that without faith, there is no hope. You know, so I believe that all of us are born with what we call birthrights. And birthrights are confidence, courage, hope, belief, most importantly, faith. But today we're just going to focus on 
faith and hope. And so, Josh, uh, yeah. we've got the rabbi uh, who's going to help uh, navigate through us uh, with this topic. And we got Eric, who is, you know, I've I, uh, been chatting with him the last few days, and I am just so impressed uh, with Eric and the rabbi as well. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, JC, you know, I believe faith is uh, confidence in what we hope for. And that's simple. Uh, but we're, we're hoping to dive uh, a little deeper into into the topics uh, by, you know, I, I already introduced uh, Rabbi Abrams. And uh, welcome to the show, Rabbi. Well, 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 before we get there, let me tell a little bit about the purpose of it. Then we're going to bring the rabbi in. Okay. Uh, the purpose of the show is today is to encourage all that, you know, we got to maintain and keep faith regardless of the situation or circumstances. We're also going to find what hope and what faith is. And most importantly, we're going to try to get a better understanding that we all are born with purpose. And, you know, so, and with purpose, that is how we maintain faith and hope. So without any further delay, let's bring the rabbi on, Joshua. How you doing, okay. rabbi? Hello there, JC. Hello there, Josh. Good to be with you. It's an absolute pleasure. And uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, I've been um, uh, fun chatting with you the last few days and, uh, well, actually last couple of weeks. And uh, I am very excited about having you on the show. So can you tell our listening audience a little bit about you? Well, this is something I didn't tell you before, but I'm actually a miracle baby myself talking about faith and hope. My, uh, my my mother was very ill while she was pregnant with me, and they were actually on the verge of having an abortion. Um, my parent, my, my my mother was scheduled for a, uh, she was scheduled for an operation to put a feeding tube, and they, and, and my father called his local rabbi, they weren't that religious at the time, and he called the local rabbi who said, you have to call the Lubavitcher Rebbe, who I think you can see a picture of behind Eric, and and they called up the rabbi they asked for a blessing, and the rabbi uh, the rabbi gave them a blessing. He said, "What's your 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 name? Your mother's name?" And literally a half hour later, my mother got out of bed for the first time in three months. And instead of going to the hospital for an operation later that day, she literally went shopping with my father. And so I was born and ended up going to a Jewish school. My mother checked out all the Jewish schools in town, and she found the. Uh, she said, I want to send him to the Chabad because the children smile nicer. <laughs> wow. um, and, and that's pretty much how I how I uh, came into this fold. And uh, like Josh said, Rabbi Horowitz inspired me to continue my education. I had a choice either to go to like, there's like Jewish high school. So I could have like just been, you know, a good Jewish boy and gone on to college and everything. Or I could take the extreme route and become a rabbi. So this Rabbi Horowitz, uh, he made such a powerful impression on me to uh, to choose that path for myself. And then 15 years later, here we are. Wow. You know, I'll tell you, i got to ask you this question. It's, it's a twofold question. Since we're talking about hope and faith, can you kind of give us a quick understanding? What does that mean to you? Faith and hope. Well, I can tell you in theory, if you want to know uh, what faith and hope is in, in real life, You'll have to talk to Eric about that. He's the man. We're looking forward to talking to Eric later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we'll take theory right now. Okay. For starting off with theory, um, let's, if you want to talk about faith, um, people have lots of different kinds of experiences. We all know about the senses. 
right? So we have things that we can touch. We have things that we can see. We have things we can smell, things that we can, uh, there are also feelings. There are things that we can experience through feeling. There are things that we can uh, experience through understanding. Faith is just another way of experiencing life. But the catch is that faith is the way that you experience something beyond what you understand. So whatever it is that you understand, that you understand, whatever you can touch, that you can touch. But the faith, faith is things beyond that, things that you can't even understand. I imagine uh, a lot of people come to you, Rabbi, and uh, talk about these subjects. Uh, My question is, uh, how can we apply faith and hope practically uh, in in uh, in how we live our lives and what we do? Well, that, that that's a great question, and I would actually say the best way to experience faith is actually not directly through trying to experience faith. It's actually more through trying to understand. The more that you the more that you learn, and the more that you try to experience yourself, that pushes your horizon of faith further and further. So what was yesterday for me, faith, today is already something that I can understand. I can see it. The things that I, that I just had to believe in yesterday, I've already seen those miracles. I've seen, I've seen life come together. And now those same things are now, they're part of who I am. And my faith is, is going even beyond that. Interesting. That's great. Uh, How, um, you have a story with your son. Uh, you can inspire faith and hope. Uh, would you mind sharing that with us? Okay, now you're now you're getting into really personal territory. But because you're such a good friend, Josh, <laughs> I appreciate it. We have uh, it was in it was this summer. We were uh, teaching our children how to swim, bringing them to a friend's pool. And uh, as you mentioned, I have six kids. We had a, a couple other children in the pool. And I was standing at the side of the pool with the host. I was in the pool part of the time, out of the pool part of the time. And uh, it was probably an hour after we were there at the pool. My daughter screams out to me. She says, Tati, which is daddy. Levy's at the bottom of the pool. Levi, my my youngest. Well, he's not my youngest son anymore because we had another one. But uh, my three-year-old is at the bottom of the pool. I, I jumped in the pool. I pulled him out and he was lifeless. His his face was white, puffed up, his lips were blue and he was not breathing. And I, I I'll the, these 30 seconds or maybe it was 45 will be etched in my mind in slow motion for the rest of my life. I I was not I didn't react. I can't take any credit for anything that happened, but I was I just felt possessed. And I, I, I put him on the, on the concrete and I was simultaneously doing three things. I'm, I, I, I started, I, I never uh, had taken a course in CPR. I never even saw it on TV cause I don't have one, but I just knew I started blowing into his lips. I started pressing his stomach, his chest. It was, I actually pressed his stomach more than his chest and alternating. And while in between breaths, I'm, I'm, you know, directing the other children to come out of the pool. I'm directing the host to call 911. And after about 30 seconds, he he heaved an unbelievable amount of water, probably a gallon, if not more, out of every hole in his body. It came out of his nose, his eyes, his ears, his mouth, all over me, right into my face. 
And then he started breathing faintly. Wow. And that's and this was he started breathing and moments before the first responders came, uh, we went to the hospital. We stayed there for eight hours. There are more details to the story, but but uh, eight hours later, he walked out of the hospital um, holding holding his bag of bathing suit and everything with the hospital staff cheering him. Wow, that's a incredible story. I tell you, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue to talk about that one with uh, a rabbi Abrams. It's your life. I'm James Cole. This is Josh Goldsmith. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760-586-5275. That's 760-586-5275. Or visit goldsmithfinancial.net. Goldsmithfinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor member. FINRA SIPC. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. This is Josh Goldsmith. Wow, Josh, that story that Rabbi was just telling us, uh, wow, that uh, really touches. I mean, I, I felt goosebumps. But that, yeah. that, that tells you the power of hope and faith. And, uh, Rabbi, I really appreciate you sharing that story because our listening audience uh, need to hear that. You know, so uh, was there anything else about that story that you want to share before we took the station break? Well, Rabbi, I just wanted to know what lesson you, you learned from that. What, what lesson do you think you learned from that? Well, th- the first lesson is not really a lesson. It's more... Uh, I guess you could call it a lesson, a lesson about understanding and not rushing to judgment. Probably the hardest thing about me sharing this story is that I know that many people will hear this and they say, oh my gosh, he's probably an irresponsible person. He was probably not there or he was probably on his phone. And and I I know between me and God, and we also have witnesses, I was standing right there. and And so first of all, the lesson that I learned is not to judge anybody for things that come up in their lives the same way that I wouldn't want anybody to judge me for what happened. I guess what you might say the second thing is uh, about pool safety. And that is that, that unlike uh, people would think that drowning is something that, that takes a long time and that it's, uh, it, it's, it's an exciting and, and dramatic experience. It's something that's very quick and it's very silent and, the, the only thing, the only way that I know now that I could have prevented this from happening, I was not on my phone. I was literally standing at the side of the pool. My son drowned five feet away from me. Thank God he's alive today. But this happens five feet away from me. And I was just merely talking to an adult. 
the lesson about pool safety that I learned is very simple. You need to take a head count of every child every 15 seconds. That's the only way. And here's just an, a, an amazing statistic that I never had known before. And I only even looked it up because it happened to me. But uh, drowning is the number one cause of death in children under four. And it is the number two cause of death in children under 14. Wow. Even children who can swim. That's that's incredible. Hey, uh, Rabbi, uh, we are going through tough times right now with this pandemic. Uh, what advice uh, would you pass to our listening audience on, you know, maintaining hope and faith and that we will get through this? Well, here's a story that I like to say from King Solomon. There was uh, King Solomon was known as the wisest man on earth. And he once put out word to his entire kingdom he said he wants something, he wants someone who can help him that when he's feeling down and hopeless, something that will lift him up and give him hope. And when he's feeling, when the times are good and he feels at risk that he might become arrogant and haughty, something that will put him in his place. And a, a jeweler came and gave him a gift of a ring. And on the ring, it said, this too shall pass. Many people know that line, this too shall pass, but they don't realize this one line it, it, it helps you in both extremes. When times are bad, you got to know this too shall pass. But also when times are good, a lot, of, a, a lot of times people start thinking that they're invincible and they start becoming uh, less thoughtful and not as kind. And this is a, the same reminder that we need to remind ourselves now, this too shall pass. When the times are great, you got to know too, these, two, the, these perfect times, these invincible times shall pass too. You know, so what what are some of the things that we uh, can recommend to those who are feeling hopeless uh, right now? I know it's 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 kind of hard uh, to just say it's gonna just two will pass. Uh, but what advice would you give uh, someone that's uh, panicking right now that need help? Well, th- this is really really hard to say. Let's let's segue over if it's okay to we you wanted to talk about faith and then now we're more talking about hope. I would like to use the word trust. Yes. And the reason why I like the word trust in my circles is it, it, the relationship that I have. The reason why I know things are going to be okay is because I have trust. And so let let's do a little mental exercise over here. Who can you really trust? JC, can I trust you? Josh, can I trust you? Eric, can I trust you? Who do you trust? Your friends, your family, your mother, your father, your wife, your son, your grandpa? And 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 so let's if we go through this exercise, well, what do I need in order to really trust someone? The first thing that I need is I need to to know that this person cares about me and wants what's really good for me. If if they don't really care about me, then I can't really trust them. But even if they do care about me, that's not good enough because many of us have experienced, hey, you know, our our parents, they love us. They truly care about us, but they don't really know what they need to do to to make things right. So even if you care, but you don't know how to make things good, even that's not enough. And even someone who knows, even someone who cares about me and even someone who knows how to give me what I need, even that is not enough. If the person doesn't have the means to give me what I need, I could care about you from today to tomorrow. But if I don't have the means to solve your problems, 
you can't really trust me. Yeah, I, you can trust me as a friend, but you can't really trust me for, for the things that you need. And then even if you care about me and even if you know what's good for me and even if you have the means to give me what I need, but if there's someone who can stop you from giving it to me, then still you can't really trust me. And what does that lead us to? For me, that leads me, the only one that I can really trust is God. And I know, I trust that God cares about me and that God knows what's good for me and that God has the ability to give me what I need. And even when I'm going through hard times, this is God's kiss to me. I know that that this is where I need to be right now. But there's one more part. And that is that even though I trust that everything is good, this is the hardest part. And that is to know there's a Hasidic saying, I'll say it in Yiddish if it's okay, tracht gut wird sein gut. You think good and it will be good. And because I trust that God is that God loves me and cares about me, even though sometimes I, I know that the reality is doesn't things aren't always sweet, but I think good when I think good then it, that actually has an effect on what's going to happen and life will be good. I like how you put that uh, there. I like the, the idea of trust and how you intertwine all that together. So uh, that was uh, very good. And you, you're absolutely right. Uh, when, when everything comes down to it, I always, I, I'm a believer and everybody know that. I put uh, my faith and confidence and my trust in the Lord. And uh, I believe that we always have to have a higher power uh, in order to be able to uh, kind of see through the clouds and, and the storms. And, you know, it's, we, we, we need someone uh, of a higher power. And I hope everybody do. You know, so, but I tell you what, hey, we're going to bring on our next guest. But Rabbi, we're going to come back to you. We're going to come back to you because we got a lot more questions and stuff that we're going to ask about, you know, but, uh, but, but, but Rabbi, uh, you introduced me to Eric. Can you tell us a little bit about Eric? Uh, and then we're going to bring Eric on. Well, Eric is a very special individual. Um, and like I, like I said, I can tell you maybe a little bit of theory about faith and hope, but Eric is walking faith and hope. He's someone who was able to pull himself out of the darkest places that people can possibly go. And and in my in, in my line of work, I've met many people who have been in those dark places, um, but to, to be able to pull yourself out of it and restart your life and build a family is something that is, it, it, you talk about goosebumps. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now saying this. And uh, I, I am so glad that I can introduce you to Eric. He's a fantastic individual. How you doing, Eric? Welcome to the show. How you doing, my friend? I'm okay. I'm okay. Thanks for having me. Man, you know, I tell you, the last uh, few days chatting with you, I, uh, it's like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I am totally and thoroughly impressed uh, about the turnaround and some of the amazing things that you're doing out there right now. But uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Eric, right before we go to this break? But uh, just tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Um, well, I'm about to be 42 years old. I currently live in California, uh, Temecula. I have a small business with my wife. Um, things are good these days. It, it, it took a lot of hard work and it wasn't always like this. Um, you know, like Rabbi said, I've come from, from some dark places and, uh, you know, I've been able to pull myself out of them and, uh, you know, I'm proof that if you just stay positive, if you have a little hope and faith in your life and 
you know, good people around you, good things can happen. Wow. You know, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk to Eric, and we're going we're gonna to dig deep inside and uh, find out some of the things that he went through and some of the and ways he turned his life around. And, you know, he's a wonderful guy. But we'll, we'll talk to him after the break. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. It's Josh Goldsmith. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760-586-5275. That's 760-586-5275. Or visit goldsmithfinancial.net. Goldsmithfinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor member. FINRA SIPC. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. This is Josh Goldsmith. And, you know, before we start this, uh, I I, would be remiss if I did not, you know, uh, say thanks to my sponsor, who's also my guest co-host today, (laughs) for making this show possible. You know, Goldsmith Financial. Led by this man, right? This great man, Joshua Goldsmith. I tell you, like I always tell uh, the listening audience, um, uh, this guy will educate you on investments, uh, on stocks, handling money, uh, also help you design uh, your uh, portfolio for as where you're able to retire. Uh, he is the man that helps make you money. I call him Joshua Goldsmith, make money, mo, mo, mo money, mo money, mo money, mo money. You know, so uh, Josh, uh, we right. we got Eric uh, yeah. on right now. Eric, yeah, I'd like to ask a question off the bat here. Uh, you know, you mentioned before the before the break that you you had been to some uh, some dark places. Um, you know, having a show about hope and faith. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and and uh, how that's impacted your life or the experience um, you've been through? Well, uh, where do you start? So, um, I mean, you know, I come from, I come from a place of, you know, a good place is to start off with, you know, I come from a good family. Yeah. My, my parents were, um, very well off, you know, they only wanted the best for me and I went to the best schools and private schools and, uh, you know, my parents really loved me. I wasn't, a neglected or abused child. Um, 
but I was rebellious and, and I was arrogant and I was spoiled and you know something about doing what I wasn't supposed to gave me this rush and and it got me high and probably at about you know I, I started drinking really young but probably at 13 I started doing drugs and you know they say you know pot you know is not a gateway it's a gateway drug and it led to cocaine and acid and and every drug under the book and um you know i ended up homeless in florida uh i was in and out of jails um what led you to become involved with experimenting in drugs would you say yeah i would say just the whole something i'm not supposed to do probably that was attractive to me something about the you know there, okay. There's a rush in just doing something you're not supposed to do, but then the rush on top of, you know, the effect of the drugs compounded together was just, it felt like what I was looking for at the time. I was in a new state with trying to meet new people coming from a completely different background that I've never been to. I was at a public school for the first time in my life and I just, I didn't feel like I fit in and, and I was insecure and uh i just craved you know acceptance and i felt somehow that was the key unfortunately i don't know how i associated bit. that but that's maybe a like huge part of it everyone's maybe trying to chase a little bit of nirvana in life and uh sometimes that that can that can happen but is that what you think led to you you mentioned you were you were in prison. Uh, is that what led to that? Or, or well, yeah. I mean, I, I would never do any of the things that I had done that had gotten me locked up. All the times I'd been locked up. I mean, I've I've been locked up countless. I don't even remember how many times I've been to jail from Florida to Georgia to California. Uh, prison eventually in California. Um, but I never would have done any of the things I had done if I was not uh, you know on drugs trying to get more drugs. Um, yeah. I mean, not one of those crimes would have been done with a, with a, a, a clear head sober. That's for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. How did you overcome that? Well, I, I started, it's a long battle. It, it was not, it wasn't an overnight process. You know, I, I've been in and out of rehabs too, since I was 17 years old. Um, I think this last time, ultimately, uh, there comes, I wish I could say, you know, most people don't get it the first time, unfortunately. And, and God, if I only knew what I knew then, you know, if I only knew now what I knew then, you know, like if I could just get it the first time, who knows where I would be. But uh, that's, that's not, that wasn't my path. I, uh, it was my, it was ultimately, it was my fiance who, who, you know, help me get out of there. It, it, it was, I wish I could say it was my daughter. I wish I could say it was common sense. It was, you know, my wife basically, just, not my wife, my fiance basically said, you know, you need to get out here and you need to get your, your stuff together or, or I'm going to find somebody else. And, uh, you know, I'm, like I said, almost 42 years old at this point in my life, it, you know, I didn't want to lose her. I didn't want to lose my kid. And uh, that's what started me on this path. Wow. Um, you, you know, it, I am so uh, 
uh, I mean, the conversation that you and I had, and uh, you mentioned to me about uh, your your uh, girlfriend was uh, pregnant uh, right before you went to prison. Yeah. Uh, and that you had time to think about uh, things when you was in there. Uh, can uh, how was that feeling, knowing that uh, you know I got to get out, I got a family, I gotta uh, I gotta really change my life around. Uh, was was some of that developed when you was uh, in prison, thinking about all that? Yeah, it definitely. I mean, that's a huge thing. You, you have nothing but time to think about what you want to do when you get out, and you know, uh, at the same time, it, it was also torture, you know, on your mind. Like, because God knows, you don't know if you don't have. Because we were both doing drugs at the time when I got locked up, and you don't know what she's doing out there. So it's torturous on your mind, not knowing, especially when she's, if she's still doing drugs, unfortunately. And, and that was, you know, the case, you know, and it's sad and it, it, God, it was really hard. Um, but when I did get out, God, when I finally got out, things were, things were amazing. You know, we, uh, yeah, it was just, well, uh, how did you keep your hope and faith during that time? Eric? I, uh, you know, it, it wavered. I'm, I can't say that I was, you know, strong the whole time because I wasn't, you know, my mind, your mind wanders when you're in there. And uh, you have, like I said, you have nothing but time to think about every scenario under the book and it's, and it's hard, but um, you just gotta, you know, you just gotta trust and, and believe that it's, it's going to be there when you get out and, and that, you know, uh, cause the alternative is just unfathomable. Like, I couldn't imagine my life without my wife and my kid. And, and if that wasn't, what would I have, what would I go to if they weren't there for me? I, 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 I think I would feel, I, I wouldn't, it, it would just, it would be devastating not to think that they were there for me. And that's just, you know, that's how I had to get through the day, which just no matter what, I know they're going to be there for me. Wow, that that's uh, I, I tell you, I, I'm so proud of you. How do you maintain? Uh, I mean, knowing, I mean, you see how beautiful and wonderful life is right now, and sometimes we're led to try to weaver back and forth. How do you fight the temptation? I mean, because we all have temptations that we have to deal with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so when I got in, when I'd gotten out of prison, um, I wish I could say that right away. I, you know, at first I saw I was doing well and. I wish I could say it was like that the whole time since I've been out, but it, it wasn't, you know, I, I did not maintain it first. Uh, after, after a couple of months, I, I went back to you know my old ways for a little bit and things got bad. I went, I ended up homeless. Um, I was living on, you know, next to a train, next to the train tracks in, in a broken down motorhome with 50 other motorhomes. And, um, you know, I think so my life today is beyond my wildest dreams. And I can, you know, those days next to the train tracks in the motorhome stay fresh to me. And, and I keep them close in my mind because I know that all it takes is one slip up to go back there. Um, I would come out, I would go out after my wife moved out to Temecula before I did, I was still homeless, you know, on the side of the road basically. And every time I would go out there, you know, it was so nice. It was like a breath, breath of fresh air. She was trying to get me sober back then. And she, uh, it was, I was struggling. I was, you know, I didn't, I was fighting a tooth and nail because, you know, it was just, it was hard for me to imagine. I, I've been getting high so long, you know, my whole life. And, um, 
she just begged me and she, she basically told me, Eric, listen, you know, if you don't come out of here, I'm going to find somebody else and, and you need to just, just for a little bit, try it out, you know? And, uh, I did, you know, and ever since I did, you know, anytime I go back to LA, if I talk to any of my old friends or, or whatnot, nobody ever has anything good to say. Nobody is ever doing anything positive. It's never anything inspiring, anything that anybody would want anything to do with. And today my life is great. You know, I have a small business. I have a beautiful daughter, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, my faith each day gets better no matter what. And I know that as long as I keep doing the next right thing and as long as I keep showing up for work, as long as um, I don't slip up, Eric, things Eric, will stay good. Can you tell us a little bit about your business? Sure. Um, so I, my wife is a dog groomer um, and uh, it's, it's a little bit out of my, I've always been in construction and done that type of work. Once when I was younger, I worked for an animal hospital, but my wife is a dog groomer and uh, we, uh, she, um, she was working at a salon out here for minimum wage, basically. Uh, but in LA, at one point, she had a mobile grooming business. And uh, so we're out here in LA, uh, we're out here in Temecula. She's working for the salon. I'm like, let's get the mobile grooming business going again. And we bought a, a bus. Um, I converted it myself, actually. And uh, next thing you know, we start filling days and start booking appointments. I, I'm not a very tech per savvy person, but... Um, I started trying to figure out some ways to advertise, you know, first it was some flyers and then it was Facebook and, and then it was Google. And, and, you know, I just, the more I did it, the more I started to learn it and the more appointments we started booking. And before you know it, our schedule was booked up for almost a month in advance. I'm like, it's time to buy another bus. I've got three of them right now, three mobile units. I've got three groomers that work for me. Um, my wife and I will still, go out on the bus and, and groom on, on our other groomers days off. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's good. It's stressful, but it's good. I've, I've never, it's a new role for me. I'm not a sec. I've never been in the, like, a, I feel like a secretary these days because these days I book all the appointments. I answer the phones and, and I deal with the customers and, and whatnot. And it's not a, uh, it's out of my realm of, it's out of my comfort zone. And, uh, but that's okay. You know, it, uh, there's nothing wrong with trying something new and, and, um, you know, I just do what I can to make sure my family is supported and, and make sure, you know, this business continues and on the path it's going, it's, it's, it's kind of like a lifeline. Actually, it really, you know, it gives me, you know, hope wow. that my family's going to be You know what? Of. We, we, we're going to hold this thought because we got to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue to talk to this remarkable young man and bring, uh, Rabbi Abrams back on. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. This is Josh Goldsmith. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity 
of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. This is Josh Goldsmith. Wow, Josh, uh, I tell you, uh, uh, I was touched uh, with uh, what Eric was saying. I mean, I think all... uh, I mean, everybody need to understand this. They need to hear this and they need to uh, know that there is hope and faith, but you have to believe in yourself. You know, you have to believe in yourself. You know, so, uh, hey, uh, Eric, I tell you, man, that that was uh, remarkable. I was you had all ears. I'm listening to everything you're saying. Uh, Josh, you said you had a question for Eric. I do. Uh, Eric, uh, what message do you have uh, for anyone out there? who might be struggling with darkness? Um, well, so I'd like to, I, I just, I feel people, I'm going to speak more specifically to, you know, a lot of, a lot of times people come out of jail or prison and, and, you know, they, an issue I, I had, and this is, you know, I feel like a, a lot of people that I know who've been in jail or prison come out and they feel, oh, why should I bother looking for a job? Or why should I, you know, even try? Why not just go back to where I was? You know, nobody's going to hire me. Um, I just want to say that, you know, people will hire you. There are jobs out there. You got to stay positive. You got to, uh, you know, just not give up, you know. I've always found to be true, you know, this is a sales technique I learned a long time ago, but the more no's you get, the closer you are to a yes. If you just, you know, keep light in your path and just stay positive and do the next right thing, good things will happen. Absolutely. Uh, it may not be in your time, but it will happen. And when it happens, you're like, oh my God, this is it. I, I thank you. And, and, and that's how I am today. I'm just grateful and, and, uh, you know, I'm just grateful, and I just do the next right thing, and and that's all. Uh, I, I am so impressed uh, yeah. with with you starting uh, your business, and and you continue to grow. And uh, I mean, so, absolutely. I, mean, I got a couple four legged friends that I want to have uh, <laughs> <laughs> come over here and, yeah. and 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 help me out with. I'll help you out, Josh, for sure. Absolutely, that'd be great. But you know, uh, going going door to door going you know knocking on doors the more knows you you receive you're that much closer to a yes 
And that's, that's so true. I, I, I went door to door building my business, knocking on about 25,000 doors down in San Diego. Um, and sifting through that mess, uh, finding, finding my clients. Now the, the Chabad of Temecula, uh, Chabad is known for being so sort of the Jewish missionaries. I don't know. You know do you guys knock on doors, Rabbi? How does that uh, how does that uh, apply to to your life, Rabbi? Uh, yeah, I've I've knocked on my fair share of doors. That's how we do it. And what are you looking for when you knock on those doors? We're looking to lift anyone up who we can. Speaking awesome. of that, Rabbi. Uh, how is the word love connected to faith and hope? Um, that's a good question. I have a feeling that all of your listeners already have something in mind. They're probably expecting me to say that if you have faith, then that's what will give you hope. But I'm going to say the opposite. And the reason that I'd say that is because... You know, like Eric was saying, we're here, there's something beyond ourselves. And and if the only reason why I have faith is in order to get me through the next day and so that I can have hope, then that basically means that I don't, that my faith is not really faith. I said faith is an experience beyond what you understand, beyond what you see. If my faith is really just a tool in order for me to have hope, then that means I don't really have faith. That means really all I want is hope. And, you know, I have many different tools in my tool chest to get hope, and one of them is faith. But we're here to serve God. God is not here to serve us. Faith is faith is for its own sake, and hope is for its own sake also. But my job here is not just to get through the day and to, and to have hope and okay, if I, if I have to rely on God, then then I'll, I'll rely on Him. If if there's no other substitute, but but the the truth is that to to search for the truth for the truth because it's true. Wow, that's that's uh, that's putting it. Okay, uh, I got another one. How are hope and kindness related? Because uh, it's the, it's the mean world out there, Rev. <laughs> And um, I believe that um, we have to show love, we have to be kind, we have to show respect. And um, a lot of people, I, I don't think that they really get it. So is there a, a relationship between uh, hopeful and kindness? Hope and kindness? Well, I, I'll tell you this for sure. Um, there's definitely a relationship between hard times and kindness. And you know, when people go through hard times, like I said, the story with King Solomon, when, 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 th- when life is going well and when you're, when you've, when, when you've got money coming in the door and you, and you've got, you've got your customers, you've got your girl, you've got whatever it is that you have and you start feeling on top of the world, then people start becoming narcissistic. That's just the, not, not anything against any individual, but that's just human nature. We start thinking that we're invincible. And once we start thinking we're invincible, that is the beginning of a lack in kindness. And, and so that's why here's like a certain silver lining that you might even say that you can find with the, uh, 
um, when times are tough and keep thinking good because it's going to be good, but when times are tough, that's still an opportunity to just remind yourself, hey, I'm not invincible. I need hope. I need, I, 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 I need some help. And just like Eric says, you just keep remembering what's – you can go back to the train tracks and there's that stuff there. And when you realize how fragile life is and how fragile we are as humans, uh, I, I think that's the greatest way to actually put kindness first and foremost. That reminds me of a question, uh, and, I, and I, forgive me for the pun here, but uh, what's love got to do with it? <laughs> well, my favorites are artists, but you know, I think I think love uh, love has a big uh, component in the, in this whole picture when you're talking about faith and hope and kindness. Um, you know, love trumps all. You know, uh, without that, you're not going to have anything uh, inside that that's going to kind of drive you. You know, Eric sharing his uh, inspirational story. Um, you know, there, there was a drive, he, you know, he was in love. Um, now, now you, now you're in love. Let's say you had a daughter to, to me when I had my daughter, it was like someone stuck, stuck their hand in my heart and ripped it outside of me and said, now that now your heart's going to be living outside your body, you know, good luck. <laughs> you know, But, uh, you know, I really appreciate, uh, your, your take on that, uh, with kindness. Yeah. Hey, Eric, uh, um, we're coming down to the end of the show, but, um, um, what advice uh, would you give uh, uh, a person out there that uh, is coming back in society not knowing what to expect and uh, just, uh, you know, want to do right? What What would you tell uh, someone like that? Um, well, it's easy to do all the wrong things. It's easy to avoid and... and just um, go into a shell and, and, and numb yourself. Um, but that's not living. You know, live a little. Get outside of that shell and, and, and um, just experience life. You know, and these are things you can't do when you're getting high. Uh, you know, just experience life and you'll see a world you've never seen before. Um, there are good things in uh, you know, it's, it's worth experiencing it. If you just put the drugs down and you do the next right thing and, and, and life is good. Um, it gets better. Yeah. Well, I'm just so impressed, uh, with all of you guys. Um, um, I always like to give, uh, I guess, an opportunity to uh, tell people where they can uh, uh, reach them. I'm going to start with you, Rabbi. If it's okay, I, I'd actually just like to touch on one thing that Eric said that really, really touched me. And, and that is that he, he said that the first rush was the rush of doing something that you're not supposed to do. We actually were just talking about this a couple weeks ago in one of our classes that the, the uh, you know, Adam and Eve, the first thing eating from the fruit of not the tree of knowledge, that is not a magical fruit. The, the, the rush is from doing that, which you're not supposed to do. And then you hear Eric saying how, how the, the ultimate rush 
is the one that he's getting now, the rush from, yes, another appointment, another an, a, another day, and, and I'm just I'm just so gratified to have Eric in my life. Um, as, as far as the Chabad, JewishTemecula.com, that's how you find us. Wow. Uh, are you Eric? Uh, if, how you find me? If someone, um, if someone wanted to or get in touch with you about your business. Uh, you know. Sure. Uh, I have... Um, my web, my my business is Eco Paw Spa. Uh, I have a website, EcoPawSpa.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, uh, Eco Paw Spa. Um, we're mobile groomers in Temecula Valley. We service Temecula area. Um, yeah, I, yeah, online through the website, um, probably or Facebook. Okay, and you Google my business also. And Josh. Oh. As a sponsor of the show, goldsmithfinancial.net. You can, uh, if you're interested in uh, guaranteeing uh, income stream through retirement. And, and I'll tell you, uh, this guy is my financial advisor, and I'll tell you, he knows what he's doing. So uh, I highly, highly encourage, if you're looking for one of the best financial advisors on earth, reach out to Joshua Goldsmith, Goldsmith Financial. You know, we have come down to the end of the show. I'd like to thank my guests. You know, uh, a rabbi, uh, Abrams, uh, and uh, Eric or uh, Cohen's, and Thanks for having us. and my my uh, sponsor and Thank guest co host, Joshua Goldsmith. You. you know, and we always are out looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. Just keep in mind, we got another show coming back next week. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. This is Joshua Goldsmith. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I also got to say thanks to uh, my producers, uh, Matt, who's in Dallas, and Todd, who's in San Diego. Hey. I want to shout out to Michelle Cooley. Thank you very much. <laughs> behind the scenes, working your magic. We'll see you next week. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. And it's Josh Goldsmith. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. That's CooleyFoundation.org. Join James next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big.